Welcome, birders. This is Ed Perlin, your host on the Bird Banter Podcast, where birders talk birding. For years, as some of you who know me well may already be aware of, I've toyed with websites. I first had drperlin.com. It was a blog where I wrote about medicine from a primary care physician's perspective. And it was fun, and it had its course, but it died a natural death. Then I started a couple of birding sites that, in my opinion, were nice ideas that needed either more web developer expertise than I had, or more hired expertise than I was willing to outsource, and they just weren't very good. I maintain our birding club's abcbirding.com website and the birdbanner.com website, along with a couple of other minor sites, but they're really just basic WordPress sites. There's a good website with lots of that lots of Washington birders use and some others use called Birders Dashboard, birddash.net. That's a pretty cool spot for finding the eBird designated rare birds for any area. I'm sure there are other lots of great web-based resources, but a listener, Linus Blumquist, reached out to me to tell me about Ken Ostermiller and a birding resource he's championing called birdersdashboard.org. It's an open source, crowdsourced site for birders to share and use to help birders know about the eBird hotspots. If you're a birder who uses eBird, like me, and you've decided to go to a hotspot to visit, I bet you've used eBird to get information and directions to the hotspot. But when you get there, the Google Maps feature takes you to some dirt road in the middle of nowhere with no obvious way of getting to where you want a bird. Or maybe you've gotten to a site and said, where do you park? Or where do you find the shorebirds? All I see are trees. Well, now you have that resource. Birdinghotspots.org is a pretty intuitive site. It has a volunteer professional web designer, Adam Jackson, and a passionate founder, Ken Ostermiller, behind the scenes. And it has over 80 current volunteer editors from many states and one Canadian province helping. They help get the hotspot up to speed. I just volunteered to help with Washington, and I'm having a blast. I like that I'm helping and contributing. I really have tried not to make the Bird Banner podcast a place for guests to sell their product or their cause, but I think this product is an emerging resource that lots of birders will find helpful and want to use and contribute to. So I'm making a little bit of an exception, and I hope you'll agree that hearing out birding hotspots is great news for birders. Now, let's hear from Ken Ostermiller and Adam Jackson to hear how, how did all this happen and what's it all about. Ken, Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, Ken, uh, I heard about you uh, from a listener, uh, Linus Bloomquist. I don't know who Linus is, but he emailed me on the contact page of my website and said, you know, this really cool project going on there called Birding Hotspots. And uh, and uh, and uh, Ken Ostermiller is uh, kind of a guy that I know who or heard of or something who's doing it. You should get a hold of him. And I did. And, and here we are. So I'm excited about it. Now, Linus is uh, one of the editors in California for one of the counties. I think he's in Santa Barbara County. And uh, he's very interested in getting more people to know about the website uh, and thought you might help with that. <laughs> well, I hope I do. I hope I do. Uh, first, before we get on with the website, I want to learn about you guys. Adam, tell me about yourself. You're a birder, it sounds like, and, and uh, some sort of computer guy. Yeah, so I've been a birder since about 2016. I was actually born and raised in Australia and moved to California and now based in Ohio. And uh, yeah, I'm a software developer. I focus mainly on web application development. So this is just one of those little side projects that I found a lot of enjoyment in. Good. How did you guys get together? How'd you hook up? Uh, you know, how did this come to be? 
Ken. I'll be interested in Adam's take on that. I'd be glad to talk about it too. But Adam, tell tell him your perspective of how I contacted you. (laughs) It was a plea for help. (laughs) Yes. So I think I had actually suggested a a hotspot here in Ohio as uh, on eBird. And every time uh, that a hotspot is added on eBird, uh, Ken was also updating this website of his called, uh, I think at the time it was Ohio Birding Hotspots, or I forget the exact name at the time, but um, he had mentioned, oh, if I see you're a, a web developer. Would you be willing to help with this other side project where we sort of document each of these hotspots? And so I agreed to to meet with him. And throughout that conversation, I was just like, I, I felt bad for the guy. He was doing all this manual labor, maintaining, I think, about 7,000 independent pages on WordPress. Ooh. Whenever he wanted to make a change to the design or layout, he would go through all 7,000 pages. And he did a tremendous job, actually, of of doing of maintaining it that way. But for with my background in software development and web development, I thought, boy, I... I can um, reduce his misery here a little bit, I think. And so that's when I said, I I don't think I can help with editing pages on the existing site, but I think I can help you out by putting together a a database-driven web app, basically. So Okay. So, Ken, you had a website that you manually created a page for each hotspot and didn't uh, integrate it with eBird? The information we were adding, like links to state park websites, maps, those kinds of things, those aren't in eBird. That's why I created, initially created the Ohio website was I was um, managing the hotspots in Ohio. And um, it. And when I retired, I said, gosh, it would be great to have a, these described somewhere. And I'd done some web development in my work life and thought, well, it would be easy to have a, uh, a website describing the hotspots. It just never occurred to me to run it as a database. That's what the gift Adam has brought. It took me about two minutes to say, yes, please help. <laughs> Very cool. Very and cool. Uh, it's, uh, it's been really amazing. I uh, also collected information as I birded in other states. So I had some information for Arizona. Uh, I've got some about Utah that we haven't added yet. The uh, format that that Adam has created uh, just does a wonderful job of making it easy to enter info into the website. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. After I communicated with you by email, uh, I, I said, "Yeah, I could be one of some of editor of the editors in Washington if you want to start that." And and you, I watched this little video you have, which looked pretty easy, uh, and uh, and volunteered to do that. And and uh, this was like three days ago, four days ago, not very long ago. Uh, and I've played with it, and it is in. It's intuitive. It's easy. It's visual. It's like such a piece of cake to do. Really brilliant programming, Adam. I, I mean, from where I stand, maybe it isn't from where you stand, but from where I stand, <laughs> it's brilliant programming. Yeah, no, it's really my goal to make it extremely user friendly. We want to have that barrier to contributing to be be very low. It's just so that it's extremely easy. Um, in fact, if you want for anybody who wants to contribute content, you don't even have to have an account on there. Uh, there's a page you can go enter your information, uh, your name, email address, and your suggestions, uh, kind of like you're editing a Wikipedia article, and a reviewer will, an editor will review that, and yeah, you can it's get like a, it's side. like a it's like a refereed wiki page, sort of. <laughs> Pretty much. 
<laughs> anyway, wiki site, not page. Anyway, Ken, uh, tell me what what was your vision with this? Uh, it's called birdinghotspots.org. So I, I assume it's not uh, intended to be a, a cash cow for you. Who should use this? What's it for? What's your vision? As I said, I uh, was working on managing the hotspots in Ohio. And when I retired, I wanted to describe them. Uh, so I contacted eBird and said, gee, couldn't that be a part of the eBird website? And uh, they said, yes, indeed, we've thought about that, but we've got so many things on our plate that just hasn't become a high priority. So I uh, talked with Chris Wood, who's one of the managers of eBird and said, well, what would you think about my creating a little test site for Ohio? Uh, and the little test site mushroomed <laughs> into this much bigger project. So since uh, about 2011, when I got this idea, sitting in my daughter's living room in Vermont, <laughs> uh, it's grown from there. Um, Adam and I are managing this as an uh, open source, non-commercial pro project. eBird has been helpful to us every step along the way. They're interested uh, in what we're doing. Uh, and we certainly would be willing if they ever do get to the point of wanting to use this kind of information in the eBird website itself, we'd be happy to, uh, to let them have all the information we've collected. Um, and uh, right now we've got 62, 63 editors working in, I think, 27 or 28 states, uh, including one province in uh, Canada and one site in Namibia. Uh, so we're able to uh, enter information about uh, eBird hotspots anywhere in the world now. Very cool. Just to add to that, I ran a few statistics and it turns out we currently have 21,000, almost 22,000 hotspots in the site that have content added to them and about 10,000 that have photos uploaded. There'll be more photos in Washington. I've been kind of plugging. Yeah, I try to say, well, I'll just do one or two a day. You know, you can get hung up in this and it can dominate your life in a heartbeat, I'm sure, as Ken probably knows. But it's pretty easy. I just, uh, you know, go to your site, find the hotspot, uh, get the hotspot up and then just Click, as an editor, just click the edit button and fill in the blanks. A, a lot of it's uh, using a URL, cut and pasting the about the site and then telling people how to bird there. So it's pretty cool. But the pictures, yeah, you kind of have to be there to get a picture. I, I don't feel good about taking somebody else's picture and using it. So I'll get to most of these sites eventually or find a friend who lives near there and tell them to take a picture and send it to me or something. But it's pretty cool. I think one of the really valuable uh, ways that this site can be used is for visiting birders. Uh, especially, you know, if you're coming from Europe or Australia or a part of the world where you you don't even know where to start in terms of finding out where to go, how to bird a certain area. And so, I mean, we get a lot of visitors here in Ohio uh, coming to McGee Marsh and some of these other famous places to see the migrants. And uh, I think that is a large part of our audience is those those visitors that are learning about the local hotspots and, and how to make the most of, the, of their trip. Yeah, eBird has some kind of ghost town e spot, uh, hotspots, what they call ghost town hotspots. So somebody somebody went there once and it got to be a hotspot, but there have been three people who visited in 15 years and 
you know, seven birds have been seen there or something. It's just, I mean, it's not really a hotspot. Do you want all of those <laughs> content? It just seems like, why would anyone go there? <laughs> well, we're, we're uh, willing to collect information about any location that eBird has entered as a hotspot. You know, the hotspot is kind of a misnomer. These are really simply shared birding locations. Some are much hotter than others. And uh, that's that's okay. We certainly aren't going to try to uh, describe every location. You know, people have personal locations in eBird too. It would be a bit much to yeah, try, try for to sure. do that. But for sure. uh, when I got started on this, uh, I'd been birding in Ohio for oh maybe fifteen years, and over those years, I'd collected maps, brochures from state parks. We had a little notebook on our bookshelf uh, where we stored all those. And I thought, gosh, all this information, it would be pretty easy to put this into some format that it would be available uh, on my smartphone <laughs> when I'm traveling. Uh, why, why have it just tucked away in a, no a big notebook that I've got to lug around somewhere? Um, so the uh, part of the design of this for me was to make available for me, I'm kind of selfish in creating this, I guess, in a way, uh, information that I could use when I was out birding. And uh, now you can uh, use the website to go and look at the, a map uh, of a state park, say. Uh, if you click on one of our icons uh, on our map uh, display, uh, you've got a link to take you to Google Maps to get directions from where you are uh, to a location. Uh, it's it's a kind of site that uh, has lots of possibilities, and birders are really using it, uh, particularly in Ohio, where we've had it up for the longest time. In fact, the Ohio Ornithological Society has partnered with us in uh, keeping those locations up to date. Very cool. So Adam, if I'm, if I'm a visitor, uh, I'm going to, do you have Florida as a place? I'm just picking Florida just as a random, I'm going to go to Florida next month uh, and I'm going to be near, near Orlando. Uh, how would I use your site uh, to improve? I mean, right now I just go to eBird and see what's around there and see who's been there and what's been seen. And that's obviously still something I'll do, but how would your site, uh, what, what does your site add to to add to that experience or add to the possibilities? Yeah, so there's a couple of different ways I would do it. Um, first of all, if you know the county that you're going to, then you can search for the county or you can click on Florida. We don't actually have Florida covered at the moment, but if we did, you would click on Florida and then click on the county. Um, on the We show a map and you can choose the county from the map. Or from the header, you can click on Explore Hotspots. And you can just type in the location, any location that's available on Google, really. So you could just say Orlando or the town, the suburb of Orlando that you're going to, or or even the name of it, any sort of spot that you might search for on Google. And then it will just show a list uh, or like a grid of the top hotspots or the, the closest hotspots to that point. And we show nice thumbnails with pictures and you can click into those. It shows the number of species that are at that hotspot. And you can click into them and read the content, the details about them. And another nice feature that you can really get <laughs> sucked into is if you click on a hotspot on the sidebar, we show the nearby hotspots. 
And so you can then kind of keep clicking through and you can get deeper and deeper into, into that rabbit hole. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of different ways that the site could be used. And I, I kind of think the, the one section says how notes for birding or how to bird this hotspot or something that's basically tells you what do you do when you get there? At least that's how I take it. Uh, what's an optimal, how detailed do you want editors to be? And what, do, what do you like to see there? Well, any information that you can give us, uh, give birders about uh, how to bird the hotspot is helpful. Where you park, um, what uh, section of the park might be most productive for birding, uh, a suggested uh, uh, walk, uh, what trails are good to, to go there. Um, are there uh, any safety concerns that you need to pay attention to? Um, we've also got, we're trying to identify the hotspots that are easy for people with mobility uh, issues to visit. And uh, we, we've got, in Ohio at least, quite a few birders who basically do their birding from their vehicle. So we're trying to identify where are the good places where you can see birds when you're birding from your, from your vehicle. Uh, so those are some of the kinds of things. Just what would, if you're going to go there, what would help birders know where to go and uh, how to see birds? That's a thought. I, I, on the ones I've done, it says, you know, auto accessible, a car birding or something like that is one of the, there's the four things you choose. Uh, you know, do you have to pay a fee? Are there restrooms? Uh, is it handicap, you know, handicap accessible or disability accessible? And roadside viewing or something like that you know it might be nice to add like a star feature <laughs> it's really good it's perfect for that or something yeah i don't know just a thought <laughs> yeah i kind i don't know how many times i've gone to a birding hotspot and you arrive and the place where it takes you uh, with google directions it could be anywhere sometimes it's just wrong there, yeah there's no clear entrance to the park you don't know if you have to pay an entrance fee or if it's private so that's really a spot to just clarify all of that and say, yeah, we recommend you go here. This yeah. trail is pretty good. And Google Maps yeah. on eBird hotspots is totally wrong. Don't there go there. Use this. <laughs> use these GPS coordinates. Something like that. Or coming yeah, exactly. off off Main Street. Don't go on Third Avenue. You know, whatever. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. One one of the challenges about uh, this kind of identifying of location is that the eBird hotspot reviewers often want to put the marker for a location in the middle of the park, uh, which often doesn't take you, if you use it uh, for Google Maps, to a parking place. Exactly. Um, so um, it's a forever debate. Do you put the marker where the birders are going to start, or do you put the marker in the middle of where you expect the data be, to be? And one good argument is that the uh, the marker being in the middle of where the data is is better for data collection. Mm -hmm. But um, we've uh, we've also Adams developed a little uh, scheme where we can now uh, identify a particular location in a park that's not the hotspot location. So mm. if, if there's a parking area, we now can create a link that'll take you to Google Maps to the parking area. Um, and uh, that, that's, that's cool. 
we've we've probably got a list of what would you say, Adam, over a hundred things we'd like to do in this website. <laughs> it's a long list, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, we it it's the kind of thing I think there's a never ending chance to improve it. <laughs> That's good. You know, that's one thing I like about birding is there's always something more to learn and you're never as good as you could be. Uh, and I, I suspect the same is true as a web designer. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> Ken, I got Adam's uh, birding story briefly. Tell me your birding story. Where, where are you from and how'd you get into birding? Well, uh, I'll tell you that I remember the first bird, I guess you'd call it what people call your spark bird was for me a northern flicker. It then was called yellow shafted flicker. I was a seven-year-old. We were vacationing uh, at Higgins Lake in Michigan. And I saw this beautiful bird with these yellow flashes It was as it was flying. And I guess I was hooked right from then on. Uh, when uh, my wife and I married, we were given uh, really nice binoculars, both of us, as wedding presents. Wow, somebody sounded really uh, thoughtful. Some things run in families, you know. Her family had been interested in birding, so we had that. Uh, and then for a bunch of years, we were doing more uh, camping and backpacking than we were bird watching. but everywhere we went, there were birds, so we watched them. Uh, and then uh, when I moved to Ohio, there wasn't quite as much uh, backpacking to do. <laughs> the, there are lots of uh, parks and walks, and as we visited the parks and walks, I discovered, oh, there are lots of birds in Ohio. So I got more interested in birding uh, in a more controlled way uh, once we got to Ohio, but uh, it's been an interest all my life. And Adam, Ken lives in Vermont. Uh, you said Vermont, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, Vermont, uh, that's what I thought. We, I'm from New moved, England, and all those little states run together in my mind. Uh, we, we moved here on March 15th this year, and the, the day oh. of the big snowstorm. Oh, very nice. And Adam, where are you from? Uh, I'm currently living in Ohio, hoping to move back to California next summer. I'm a little bit tired of the winters, so hopefully <laughs> California is in my future. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I grew up in Maine, and uh, I tell people Maine's a great place to visit and a great place to be from. <laughs> so what are you guys uh, doing for birding these days? Are you getting out much, or are you uh, kind of stuck in your uh, stuck in your work lives and kind of in your uh, life with this new program? Well, I, uh, moving to Vermont, we've got lots of new places to explore, so we've uh, we get out every day and and explore someplace, even if it's just to walk. We've I live in a retirement community that has a set of five mile trails on the 360 acre campus, uh, so I can I can bird right out my back door. But uh, we we often go places. Uh, we took a a, a week uh, earlier in July, uh, and were uh, at uh, a state park in in Maine near uh, uh, Acadia National Park and uh, had, a, had a great time there. Nice. Adam? Yeah, my wife and I love to travel as much as possible. So actually tomorrow morning, we're heading to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico uh, for about a week. So my wife isn't a birder, but uh, I usually try to pick destinations that have some decent birding and I get out in the mornings. So I'm Good for you. looking forward to picking up some more life birds there. 
Very nice. Good. So why don't we wrap up? I want to make sure uh, that this is a flagrant advertisement for uh, your site and uh, for editors. Uh, I have lots of friends who listen to this who are pretty good birders and get around a lot. And I want to encourage them when they go out uh, to at least uh, take some pictures of the site they're at, send them to me and tell me about the site. And if they're really ambitious to go on your site and uh, send suggestions that uh, I or hopefully some other editors I can recruit from Washington will review and uh, fix up for your site. So uh, how can people let help? me see if I can if I can get the woodpecker. Do you hear the woodpecker? I do. I, I, I says, is there something I'm going to ask my, my wife to chase him away. No, but, it's a good back background sound. It's perfectly oh, okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so Adam, how can birders, uh, how can birders uh, uh, help out? Yeah, I think a great place to start is go to birdinghotspots.org, click explore hotspots, enter your location, and just start with the hotspots that are near you. Maybe you have a, a favorite local patch, local hotspot that you frequent. And I'm sure if you go there a few times, you're very familiar with the trails and the different aspects of it. Uh, click on that hotspot. There's a button that says suggest edit and upload photos. So, you know, whichever you prefer, we'll take either or both. And uh, just let us know uh, about your local local hotspots or any of the other places you're visiting. And I think that would th those would be great contributions to the site. Yeah, from the little I've done, I would say, especially uh, what is the section of, about birding this hotspot or what's it called? It's it's got a name. It's something like that. But uh, it basically, it implies that you want to. How do you bird here? Uh, fill in something there and send some pictures. The rest is pretty easy to get online and you know that sort of thing. But it it, it birding suggestions. Are, I, it's intuitive. Whatever it is, they want you to say, "How do you bird when you get here?" Tips for birding is the section. That's it. <laughs> that most birders are probably interested in in seeing. Yeah. So anything you can uh, put in for that would uh, help the editors a lot because, you know, a lot of these places, I mean, just in Washington, I, I was shocked. There are over 6,000 hotspots in Washington. I mean, it's not likely I'm going to get to those this month uh, and know enough to take pictures and, and edit those. So any uh, help anyone can do, it would just be really good, especially the big hotspots. I mean, most, most, all, every county and, and most major population centers have two or three really good birding spots. And if we could just get those in there, uh, somebody from Ohio comes to Washington birding and say, oh yeah, oh, in Pierce County, those are the really places I want to go. Yeah. So anyway, be good information. Yeah. If you click into any of the state or county level pages, we list the top hotspots ordered by the most, the most species reported. So that's a great place to start. Perfect. Hey guys, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I uh, am a big fan of your website in short, order. I really have never really heard of it before Before uh, Linus got a hold of me and I looked it up and said, this is pretty damn cool. I like this. This is going to be good. Uh, and I'm hoping to be a little bit of a part of it. And uh, you know, maybe a couple of listeners will help out too. So that would be great. Thanks for doing this with me. Thank you. Good day, guys. Great nice to meet you and thanks, guys. Thanks. Nice talking to you. So that wraps up this episode of the Bird Banner Podcast. Thanks for listening. I really hope that some of you will not just check out and use the Birding Hotspots site, but that you'll help crowdsource the site with your local birder's knowledge. There's nothing like local information when you go birding, and this is a site where we can all share it painlessly. Pretty easy. Uh, when you go to birdinghotspots.org, just use the Suggest Edits button at the top of the site, add pictures, they're great, uh, and also uh, useful information on the birding tips area. How do you bird the site? 
you can fill in all the other information you want, but that's really the most useful part. And if you're interested in being a state editor, just contact Ken using the contact button at the top of the site to reach out to him. There are obviously all the states aren't involved, and all he needs is volunteer editors from the sites to make it happen. So maybe you're a birder from a state that isn't included. You should be included too. Reach out. He'll still love the help. Anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Until next time, good birding. Good birding.